You're listening to After the Jack, a McPherson Media Group production. Hello and welcome to another edition of After the Jack. I'm your host, Tyler Ma. Here in the studio, as always, is Ash Williamson. Ash, welcome to the show. Thanks, Tyler, and good afternoon or good morning. Depends when you're listening to all of our loyal followers. Oh, surely as soon as it goes uh, up on the website, <laughs> so sometime in the afternoon, whenever I get around to it. And uh, Brian, uh, welcome back. Uh, we've, we've got you back in for another show, mate. Uh, haven't sacked you yet. Thanks, Tyler. Uh, welcome uh, to everyone another edition of After the Jack. And our special guest this afternoon in the studio from Tatura Hilltop, Peter Lesser. Pete, welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks Tyler. Thanks Ash um, and Brian. Looking forward to having a chat with you. We're, we're really happy to have you as well because it's um, it's been quite a, a quite a big season for Tatura Hilltop Bowls Clubs and also for yourself as well. So I'm sure Brian will uh, get into those particulars. Yes, uh, a life-changing accident at Rubber Glen... On the 30th of January 2020, has completely turned uh, your life around, Peter. Can you tell the listeners what occurred and the resultant injuries you suffered? Yeah, sure. Um, I can remember the day. It was a beautiful day. I was doing delivery work for a guy from Shepparton here who delivers ingredients to pizza shops from you know, ham, pineapple, all the ingredients. And I was doing the Rutherglen Orbu Donga. Uh, Beechworth Benalla Run. Uh, I can remember uh, s- seven o'clock in the morning here in Shepparton, loading the van up. I'd had a great sleep, felt good, and drove off to Rutherglen. I can remember dropping the ingredients off at the Rutherglen um, Pizza Store, and uh, that was my first drop. And then I've lo- left the van, got back in the van, drove uh, into the ADK zone, heading towards Wodonga, and then things changed. I um, for some unknown reason, blacked out. The uh, van's gone, veered across the wrong side of the road, through a fence, slammed into a tree, rolled over and trapped me into the van, driver side down. Um, steering, wheel stuff, steering wheel stuck in my stomach. I've uh, ended up getting flown down to the Alfred Hospital in Melbourne and got uh, metal plates put in both legs, um, four screws in my right ankle, three screws in my left ankle, uh, metal plates in my lower spine, and five broken ribs and a fractured nose. Jeez, I'm glad they don't have cameras on us because I'm just cringing listening to that. And um, you know, obviously that'd change change anyone's life. But um, you know, amazing that you're here to to tell us about about the tale, Brian. Yeah, well, I've had a look at the Peter's uh, brought in some of the photos. We can't show them on this program, but. Uh, Keep posted to the Shep News and there'll be more on this story. That's all I'll say. Your recovery period from this near life-ending accident, Peter, how long did it, did it take? Um, well, I was in a coma in the Alfred Hospital for, for three weeks and then after that three weeks they put me into the medical ward for a week and uh, then I come home in a wheelchair. But I had to learn to re-stand again. I had to learn to walk. Um, I was... Suffering from depression because I thought, well, my life's had it. Well, you know, what do I do now? Mm. Um, yeah, and I, uh, I'm, I'm still here though. Yeah, myself personally, I had no idea that anything had happened to you, and I don't. I probably Ashley and Tyler probably didn't know either. No, no. And, and a, a majority of bowlers, and despite inquiring about a fellow member of the Goulburn Valley Bowls Division Hall of Fame, which Peter was. I received no feedback as to why you were not playing bowls for your spiritual home and club to cheer a bowling club. Yeah, well, uh, last year I'd, I'd, um, I'd done two jobs. I was doing this career job, but I also did a personal carers course through Go TAFE and Chet Villages. So I was actually working every weekend in the aged care, mm. um, looking after the likes of Edna Harling and those people, and um, Darkie Rowan. And uh, so... I was doing that on weekends, where the good money was, and delivering work during the week. So that's why I didn't play bowls last year. And when this traumatic event put you in a dark place, no doubt initially you were you just were not physically and mentally ready to reach out and, and tell everybody your story. No, no, exactly, you're right. I um, 
I suffered from depression. I still do suffer from depression now. I'm on medication for it. But when I remember when I came home, I was sitting at home in a wheelchair. I'd only been home for a couple of days, maybe a week, and I was contemplating what my life's going to be like. What what can I do? What what am I ever going to do again? And my my good friend Dot Best from Tat Bowls Club mm-hmm. dropped in to visit me, and Dot said to me, and she knew I wasn't playing bowls last year. She said, Pete, you need to come back back to the bowls club. And I remember saying to Dot, Dot, I don't think I'll ever be able to play bowls again. And she said, well, it doesn't matter. You need to come back and be with your friends. And that was probably the best bit of advice I got, and I'm, I'm so pleased I listened to it mm-hmm. because Absolutely. I took it on board and I did go back, and that's when my life changed. Yes, well, I am proud to call you a mate and friend, and your courage and strength of character is an inspiration to all people and all lawn bowlers with your remarkable comeback to not only play bowls but to skip in Division 1 and have a record of four out of five this season with a few big scalps to your resume. Yeah, and I'll just disclose, I'm, I'm one of them. I played against Pete um, the last game before Christmas and he skipped against Paul Nichols and... Um, you, you wouldn't know he's had a couple of seasons away from the game the way he bowled that day. And it, as, as you mentioned, uh, massive, massive inspiration just to hear that story. And for Peter to have the courage to talk about it, you should be congratulated for that, Pete. Yeah, thanks, Ash. Um, yeah, look, it's, life goes on and uh, you've got to make the most of what you've got. And uh, I've been very lucky that I, I can get back. To, I'm, I'm lucky to be alive. I'm lucky to be able to get back and play the sport I love. And, uh, yeah, and to be able to come back and... And claim some good scalps, like we said, Brian, is a bonus because I, I can remember at the start of the year saying to Lee Farrell and the selectors, hey, guys, put me wherever you want to put me. Put me in Division 5. I'm lucky to be playing bowls, let alone be here. Mm. And I'm new with the arm. I didn't expect to be pick it up as quick as I have. And um, obviously Jason Bullitt-Carter is a, a teammate and close friend of yours who encouraged you to get back on the green and try the bowling arm, and, you know, obviously that's helped you be able to play successfully again. Um, can you talk a bit about sort of Jason's um, role in sort of helping you with the bowling arm or how long it took you to sort of get the hang of that? Yeah, well, J- Jason, my great friend, the Colonel, we call him because he loves KFC. <laughs> um, we um, were talking over the bowling club there one day and Jay said, oh, why don't you have a go with an arm? And I thought, oh, what have I got to lose? So yep. I, uh, my neighbour, Arthur Nee, who doesn't play bowls anymore, uh, I asked Arthur and he said, yeah, take me home, have me home. So I went over and Jace gave me a few pointers. He's my coach now with the arm and he's, uh, he's got me going really well with it. And, yeah, Jace and myself, we quite often share a, bit, a bucket of KFC together and <laughs> tactics and things, but, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. I know um, you mentioned um, with the the aged care and you, you, you um, come across Darky Rowan and I know um, when he when he went from a bowling freehand to an arm, it took him a long time to adjust to it, even a bowler of his calibre or everything that he's won over. But he used to just practice by um, just getting the release out of the stick up and down his hallway at home and it does take a, quite an adjustment to get him out smooth, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. Chase said to me, get a pillow in your hallway at home and just, just roll in your pillow, which I've done. Um I've been told that it takes you two years, apparently, to really get the full hang of it. Yep. But the biggest thing I've found with it is it's brilliant for getting your line, but you lose your weight of your bowl. So the weight's the biggest thing I'm finding with it. Yep, yeah, to get that swing right, yes. to feel it, yeah. yeah. Because you can tend to overstep, or like your step is different to a normal delivery step. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um I know you'd like to sort of take an opportunity now to thank everyone who sort of sent you cards and emails and all that during your rehabilitation to really give you that um, sort of that moral support for what you were going through. Yeah, absolutely. Um, particularly for somebody who, who suffers from depression as well. Like to have so many people out there in the bowling world or even friends in the street to say, hey, we're, we're here for you, mate. If there's anything we can do or we'll help you, means so, so much to really be, mean means like you, you feel like you're part of the community. People love you and care about you. Yep. Yep. Didn't thank them all enough. Yeah, yep. Um, so t- talk a little bit about the merger this season between Tatura and Hilltop. Obviously being a staunch um, and a stalwart of the Tatura Bowls Club, did the surprise with Hilltop, um, uh, did the merge surprise you initially? No. I, I'd been talking with John Crillier and, and Gunnar Ryan over the last few years. Yep. Um, we all thought that. There had to be some sort of merger. Tat, on the Saturdays, only had a Division 2 and a Division 5. Mm. So we weren't going to pick up any mediocre bowlers. Hilltop lacked a few good bowlers. So 
some sort of merger had to come about eventually sometime. We didn't know whether it was ever going to happen in our lifetime. Yeah. But uh, I think the way they've gone about it has been good because we've kept our own identity. We're still Tap Bowls Club. We've still got our own champions. They've got their own. We've only just merged the players. So, yep. yeah, yeah, I think it's a good idea. Yeah, so obviously you think it's been a success. Um, obviously being in the Division 1 side and, and skipping for that side at the moment, how do you think um, you're going to go against the you know the Shep Golfs and the Tallies? You've obviously had a look at them. Um, how do you think your overall mix compares? Well, I was just looking at the the, uh, the ladder the other day and I, I, out of the, the – 11 teams, this is your midweek and, and Saturday teams, out of the 11 teams that Tattoo's got in the competition, we've got eight of them in the finals already in our first year. Yeah. So that that tells me that it's, it's a good combination here. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we've, we know that um, on Saturday's Shep Golf's the benchmark. We know we can push them. Um, whether we can beat them, well, that remains to be seen, but yep. we're going to give it a good shot. Yeah, yeah. And I know, um, sort of moving away from bowls, you're a, you're a massive Carlton Football Club fan. Yeah, absolutely. Do you think, um, who's got more chance of winning a premiership this year, Tad Hilltop Division 1 in the Alamathison Shield or Carlton in the AFL? I'd like to say both. <laughs> last, time Tat won a, last time Tat won a Division 1 flag was 1995. Carlton won the flag as well. Yep. So did the Chur Football Club. So Yeah, yeah. There, there's an omen for yeah, you. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, the, the GB Bowls Hall of Fame idea. What? How do you? Um, how? How do you think that's been received? Obviously, some great names have been acknowledged in, in the GB Bowls Hall of Fame. I actually, actually, I think that's been great. I, in the years I've been playing bowls since nineteen eighty one, um, we've had some fantastic bowlers in this area. Yeah, and it's great to see those bowlers recognised forever. Yeah, and then, yeah, I think it's a great idea. Well, you look at, you know, we've, we've spoken about it before on, on this show about um, for the Golden Valley region um, to, you know, be a country region, the amount of um, superstar bowlers that it's produced over exactly. the years, and you'd go back to Keith Warburton, yep. Tat, Tat yep. um, Darky Rowan, and, yep. um, you know, the likes of Edna Harling and Mavis yep. Herbie, Metacross. Herbie Perot, Perot. Kyburn, all those guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah yep. exactly. Th- there's certainly some names that deserve recognition in, yep. in a Hall of Fame. Sure, yeah. And we've got a guy over at Datura, um I think we're going to talk about him this year, Philip Puller. His record that he's done, it's just amazing. People would know about him, like you know. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's not until these sorts of things are started that they get the the recognition yeah. they yeah. deserve. And those little clubs, are like ones out of even out of Dookie, like I'm sure they've probably got some great champion out there that's hidden away there. That, F- Father you know. Owens, yeah, exactly. he's part yeah. of it, isn't he? Yep. He's, he's in. already inducted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. yeah. He's in there, mate. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Frank Sonelli, twenty-seven or twenty-eight championships. At Nagambi. Yeah. Unbelievable. Trying to find trace down his relatives so we can get someone to come along and uh, accept the trophy yeah. on his behalf. This guy, Philip Puller, Tatura, if you had to play him in a club game at, say, 3 o'clock in the afternoon, you'd see him walking down the street in the morning with a bowl in his hand. He'd just carry the bowl in, <laughs> have his weight already. Like, yeah, it was just... Unbelievable. Yeah. 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 And those are the stories we love talking about, yeah, exactly. really, about sport, yeah. whether it's bowls or footy or... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And Pete, obviously, with um, an accident like yours, it's it's obviously going to be a long road back. Did did COVID, um, you know, add it in there and, and isolation and stuff like that? Did did that affect your your recovery, or or did you sort of, I suppose, well, um, find find you know a bit more space within yourself to be able to um, to well, come back? Luckily, because of a Dot getting me back to the bowls club, I, I changed my outlook on life, and I actually used COVID to my advantage because. I live across the road from that bowls club and I couldn't go anywhere. It was in lockdown. I thought, okay, I'll go across the road and practice bowls. So I just practice, practice, practice with that with that arm with Jace. And of course Jace is over there because he's, he's a greenkeeper. Yeah. So yeah, it's perfect. And um your son uh, Josh is playing as well? Josh is playing he's playing in the twos. Yeah. Uh, he wasn't gonna play this year. Um I would started and because I was excited because of that built up merger. Yeah. And uh, then Josh saw the, Hang on, there's a merger. He wanted to be involved in it as well. Yeah, yep. So, and he saw the dad was going right with the arm, so he thought, I'm coming back too. So yep. he's back playing now as well. I did. Well, he actually played against um, Shep Park in Div 1 the first time we he, played. He had, he had a couple of games up he there. He had a couple of games and then dropped him in a bit. But yeah, 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 yep. yeah. So he's obviously – and that that'd obviously give you a boost as well. You're back exactly. playing and you've got your son playing. and Exactly. And I've told my son, look, it might mean anything to you now, but – in years to come, when I'm gone, you're going to look back and say, "Gee, that was great with Dad." Yeah, yeah. and I, like I, I play bowls with my dad as well, and 
it's one of those rare sports where, you know, like you can't play football together because just because of the age yeah, gap. Yeah. But to be able to do something together with your dad on, you know, in your 20s and your 30s yeah. together. And I've got three sons. I've got Ben who used to play bowls. He's in America. Yeah. And then I've got my son Hayden in, living in Shep. He doesn't play sport. And then Josh. But through this accident, my bond with my kids have actually come really closer because they realised they could have lost dad like that. Yeah. You know, and... Yeah, so I think they do appreciate it a lot more now. Yeah, and that and that must have done wonders for you in your recovery absolutely, as well. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Wonderful yeah. story, Brian. That's probably that'll be hard to top, I reckon, in terms of you know um, what he's got, what Peter's gone through, and to be able to share it with us here today, we're very privileged to have. Oh, certainly. No, it's um, it's a fantastic story, and as I said before, we reiterate it's an inspiration of all sports people, mm. and particularly the lawn bowlers that. Um, Never give up hope that you get back out in the green. And and um, even as uh, Dot Best said, to get back with your teammates and all that. Yeah. It's a great place to go for social interaction. Yeah. When I look back, because I'd burnt my arm in 98 years ago, and I, I, I remember at that time I was playing bowls every Saturday and Sunday, and uh, I wasn't spending time with the kids. And I remember lying in the hospital with a burnt arm, and I said, no, look, I've had enough of bowls. I'm going to spend time with the kids, grow up with the kids. And the biggest thing I missed out of it in those 10 years out was the, the friendship you make through the game of bowls. Yep. And, yeah, so to be back with my friends and people I know. And, yep. Yeah, yep. And, and that's it, you know. It's, um, we're, we're a Lawn Bowls podcast, but this story that Peter's shared here today, it's a story about, you know, um, resilience and strength and friend, mateship and um, being part of a club. And yeah. it, it, it's bigger than bowls, really. Can, bowls, bowls can do more than just talking about winning and losing. It's about yeah, the, the friend, mates you make. The, the friends you make for life. Absolutely, yeah. 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 I saw Tyler Ma prick his ears up then. I think he, there could be a nice story coming up in the Shep News as I – Imitated uh, earlier in the program. Yep. As you imitated, Brian. That's a, an interesting <laughs> way. <to put. laughs> Intimated. Intimated. <laughs> no, yes, we'll certainly uh, get Peter's story in the paper. Uh, uh, I suppose uh, now's a good time as any to take a quick break, Brian, and uh, we'll be back with some, uh, some reviews and previews. After the Jack is brought to you by the Shepparton Bowl Shop. For all your lawn bowling needs, visit Lee and Chantel Wakenshaw at 101 Friar Street, Shepparton, or phone 5821-1556. All right, Brian, we're getting to the business end now of uh, the midweek and weekend pennant seasons. Uh, What have you got for us? Well, the review for the weekend pennant round 11 in Division 6. Park took Avonal spot in the four and they crunched them by 37 shots at home on the grass. Top side, Seymour VRI defeated third place, Tad Hilltop by 17 away. And Rushworth, six, defeated second, Nagambi in a real turn up. And that was at Nagambi. Marupna Golf had to buy. Rushy and Admiral can still play finals, depending on other results. In Division 5, second place, Tally defeated Colbo, six by eight shots. Stanhope, fourth, went down to Kai, seventh by 11 shots. And opened the door for Yaroa and Colbo to replace them in the run home. Top side, Maripna Golf Fresh, second last, Tad Hilltop Blue by 40 shots at home in a clean sweep. And Tad Hilltop Red went down to fifth place by fifth place, Yaroa by 11 shots at home, which may have cost them the double chance. Dukey last had the bye. In Division 4, Seymour Seventh lost a crucial game at home to fifth place Park by 30 shots. Shep Golf last were whitewashed by topside Kai, the visitors, by 39. Avonal second, won by 25 over East Lyme, ninth. Stanhope third by 28 shots over sixth place, Yaroa. Murchison uh, now tenth, may have finished Merrigan sixth in their finals push by winning their match by 21 shots and not dropping a rink. A great effort by Murch and I... Actually speaking to their president, um, he rang me up about that result because I'd been saying merch a pretty ordinary side, so well done. <laughs> Who's that, Billy Saunders, is it? No, not Billy. Um, Igloo. Do you know who Igloo is? No. Jeff Higgins. Okay. He's down there. He played, yep. at, um, in, played with uh, Jeff when he was down at Nagambi. Yep. Tad Hilltop fourth by 44 over East Pink in a landslide. In Division 3, Talia in the four, replacing Shep Golf fifth by 10 shots on the carpet. 
Yeah, that was a Friday night game. Undercover. Yeah, that, uh, big thanks to East Shep for moving that game on short notice. Obviously, we had plenty of rain last Friday and they were hoping to to play that at tally. So, um, great that that game was able to go ahead on Friday. Yeah, well, we're all, um, we were discussing that, I think, at the cricket on Sunday, Todd. I, I thought they might have played it um, under the carpet. Yep. Under the... Because I couldn't see them playing in that rain. But anyway, they made a logical decision. Apparently it had been teed up for some time. Okay. That's... Due, due to having two sides at home on the Saturday, they had to play somewhere else. Yep. And they thought, well, I'll have a contingency plan in and it work well. And it obviously worked well for Tally, uh, getting the win as well. So um, giving up the, the home uh, advantage didn't hurt them. And as you said, Brian, they're, they're back in the four in, in what is, as uh, we've sort of harped on about across the divisions this year, a really tight four. Yep. Tad Hilltop and Tally, third and fourth, both on 113 points, with Shep Golf just dropping out now on 111. So two points uh, between the three of them, and only two of them can play finals. Yeah, it's a, it's a really good uh, finish to the season. Uh, Park moved from last to sixth when they annihilated Maroop in the seventh. Now, by a massive 57 shots. Park only led by seven at Smoko, but turned on the afterburners to score 69 to 19 in the last 47 ends. And it was good to be manager of such a successful side. <laughs> yeah, but you, you didn't play, Ron. That's, I reckon there are only two wins this year of the games you haven't played. They are, but you don't <laughs> have to um, re-emphasize that. Ash, thanks very much. <laughs> Seymour top now. Flog Dookie last at home by 31 shots. And Tatura Hilltop reminded Marupna Golf they are a flag fret in their own right by defeating them by 19 at Tad Hilltop. Bit harsh on Dookie. Not sure 31 shots is a flogging across uh, four rings, bro. Well, I may have been a bit harsh there, but we're going to play them this That's week. That's so exactly <laughs> right. You've, fire them up, you've just thrown fuel on the fire here. All my mates out of Dookie, they'll, they'll, they'll accept Speedy that. Ryan. They'll accept that. Uh, Division 2, Shep Golf were too good for Marupna 4 for the home by 12 shots. Two rinks each, however. Bottom place in the Gamby in a close encounter went down by 5 to Rushy 7th at Nagambi. Two rinks each. Tad Hilltop just about clinched second spot in the double chance, defeating East by 21 shots at East, which is a good win away on the carpet. Three rinks to one, they won that. And Park Six kept their final hopes alive. And I actually did pick them. Yep. With a convincing 24-shot victory over fourth place, Kai Amram at home on their carpet. Yeah. Now, uh, 104 points for Kai in third, 103 for Marutner in fourth, 98 for East in fifth, and 96 for Park in sixth. So that's eight shots between four sides, and uh, only two of them can make it. And um, crucially, Park's got uh, Rushworth and Nagambi away the next two weeks. The bottom two sides, but both away. If they can win those two, they could be one. Of, they could jump in after a sort of bit of an up and down season. On uh, away on probably unique greens in terms of they, they do play to to a home advantage. Well, yeah, it'll be interesting to see whether Rushworth plays them on their grass because they have been using that at some stage this season. So. Yeah, it's, that's, that's an intriguing um, proposition yep. to consider, I think. Cause I certainly uh, have. Because I don't think many park pl- or anyone in, across the competition would have seen their grass for a long time. So. No, that's for sure. And I'll, I'll, apparently it's running pretty well. Division 1, Shep Park finished each season by 30 shots at home, 16-2. I think this is a very disappointing performance by uh, East when you sum it all up. Only Jeff Beatty flew to flag for East. They're now a significant 33 shots behind fourth place Park with only three rounds to go. Dennis Beck defeated Daniel Nichols by eight in his first game, skipping in a commendable display. Paul Warren was out with an injured monkey muscle. Your royal word of villains, two weeks running. All the heroes. And, well, the villains as far as their opponents Mm. and heroes as well. When they defeated second place Tally by two at Tally. Yaroa mathematically can now avoid the wooden spoon if they win their last three games. 
Uh, I don't know about that assessment, Brian. They're only 18 shots, 18 well, points behind. I'm going they definitely won't if they win their last three. They could do it with two and rink points, but I've gone, they win their last three. Gee, they win their last three, they nearly make finals, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> nah, you're, you're dreaming. You've got, to, you've got to look at the rinks. Two uh, of them at home and Stanhope away. It all comes down to the next two games because yes. Stanhope's got to keep them 18 points or more behind. Uh, so... It'll, it'll be it'll come down to the rings over the next two rounds. Yep, certainly will. Are they the second most informed side in the comp at the moment behind golf? Gee, they're the only other they one. Have that, to be. Uh, well, Hilltop, Tatura uh, Hilltop's uh, certainly good form. I've got I've got a trivia question for you boys, but I'll sit on it for a bit. And it involves Division One. Keep going okay. with the results from last week. Three in a row for Tat Hilltop, so uh, I'd say uh, All right, you, you yeah. owe a slot into third. Third. Ken Sutcliffe's rink. Big uh, big win today. Uh, Ken Sutcliffe's rink had a big win. Beat Brett Gunning. Yeah. He was very up and about, Kenny, uh, when I spoke to him. He was uh, very happy that they've been able to turn it around and put a bit more of a morale boost in the club. And my good mate Mark Stevens had a draw with uh, Mark Ryan and they were the telling factors in their, in their big upset. Tad Hilltop's coach, Lee Farrell, by 16. Now, guest today, Peter LeSeur, by 17. But far too superior for Stanhope. His only winner was Jeff Mulcahy, who now has four out of four, which is a great effort. Now, Pete, you were saying off-air that uh, your game could have certainly gone the other way. Yeah, we're in a bit of trouble. At the start, we're, we're 15-1 down at the 14th end. And uh, luckily, the team rallied together and we uh, stormed home to... To finish 37-20. So what, what did you change, Pete? Was it just everyone lifting a bit or uh, who, who sort of picked up a bit in the second half it, for you? It, it's a, like the skippers get a lot of credit and the skippers get a lot of um, knocking when you get done. Yeah. It's a team effort. And, uh, you know, luckily Roscoe and, and Johnny Atwood and yep. Jason and yourself, we all just knuckled down a bit and we all... All contributed. We all said, well, okay, we're going to turn this around. Jeez, have you, have you had a better leader skipping rinks over the years than Johnny Atwood? Oh, I mean, yeah. God, he could skip at most clubs in the in the division. He, he's, <laughs> he, to be honest, he's wasted there, really. He's, he's, a, he's too good. And he's, yeah, I couldn't be happier as a skipper. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, well, Brian, you alluded to my little trivia question. I actually asked um, a, a fellow competitor bowler, this during the week, and they had no idea who's the only Division One skipper who skipped more than one game and is unbeaten this year. It's Jeff Mulcahy, four from four. You know, you, you wouldn't you wouldn't guess him, would you? But he's got some scalps. He's got Brad Hall, um, and who did he play on the weekend for Hilltop? Who did he beat for Hilltop? Russell Lock. Yes. Yeah, he's be- he's beaten yeah. Nor and Locke the last yeah, two weeks yeah, yeah. in his four scalps. So he's um and you know we play stand up this week. Yeah. So I'm they're, I'm act- they're actually on the rink next to us. He, he was bowling well too. I yeah. class him. I've always classed him a good bowler and and under and very underrated. Even when he was playing third for Stanhope. Yeah, it makes you wonder. I don't know whether he was unavailable at the start of the year or why he wasn't skipping before sort of four games ago. But um, I'll be I'll be hoping the cards sort of don't. Match my rink up and well, get the way the form he's in. <laughs> he's probably given the younger players like they've got younger yeah. bowlers there like Brad Robinson, um, Ben Tim, Fletcher, Timmy Hancock, Ben Fletcher, giving them an opportunity. Yep, to skip even um, I suppose the girl Jamie Crilly, Stokes, Jamie Stokes rather, with, yep. and Jenny Crilly. Yep, they they wouldn't be far off skipping in. Um, yeah, well, I played against um, Robbo and and Jenny Crilly was he's third. Um, Stanhope's got some good future there. Actually. Yeah, they've got some good play, up, up and coming players there. I think they've been disappointing after making the finals last year. Would yeah, you agree, yeah. Peter? Yeah, I'd agree. Or but the other sides, but even in like the other they've got some, got some young yeah. ones coming through. Yeah, and that's yeah. important, especially for a, a smaller club and a smaller town like Stanhope, that they so are managing to bring a few through the ranks. Somebody through, yeah. Yep. All right. Um, that is weekend pennant. We'll look at midweek. Bowls uh, review from this past Tuesday. A uh, couple of rounds to go, I think. Division 5, Dookie top side dented Avenal's finals hopes of a top four spot when they doubled their score at Dookie. Colburn Avon fifth went down to second place, Yeroa by three in a tight one, and they're eight points out of the four. That's Colbo. Kai fourth defeated Seymour bottom by the narrowest margin of one shot to remain in the four with two rounds remaining. 
Division 4, Nagambi, topside. Runaway leaders defeated Park Plum, who were 6 by 17 in a clean sweep. Murchison, fifth. They're one point outside the four now um, after doubling East Shepherd and Green score. So they're right in the finals battle. Merrigan, second, defeated Tat Hilltop, fourth by 20. So they look like getting the other double chance along with Nagambi. Park Rose went down by one shot to seventh place, East Blue. Um, sorry, seventh place, East Blue defeated third place, Shepenham Park Rose by one shot in another upset. So Rose is 11 points ahead of fifth place, Murchison. Division three, Shep Park, they're the runaway leaders on top. They had a three-shot victory against second place, Marupna Golf. Um, with only three shots, the biggest rink-winning margin. Really low-scoring game, that one, looking at those rink scores. Stanhope third went down to East Shepparton fourth at home by 22 shots. So East um, shored up their spot in the top four. Kybram fifth, trounced Dural seventh by 46 shots at home. But they will need a bit of luck to try and sneak into that top four. In Division 2, East Shepparton uh, racked up a cricket score, 122 to 38, winning by Mammoth. 84 shots over um, a weakened Tat Hilltop Blue, who are sixth on the ladder. Stacey Colley, am I reading this right, Brian? They yeah, won f- on. 54-9, and Graham Barber won 43-13. You, you look at Graham Barber's score and you think, gee, that's that's a, a yes, huge yes. score, and he's uh, not even close to what Stacey Collier managed. So, yeah, um, so a, a really... Imposing effort there from East. They really got on a mission this year in, in Div 2 midweek. To try and get back up there, no doubt. Um, Seymour last. They went down on all rings to second place. Kybram by 37 shots at home. Avenal caused a, an upset there in fifth. Defeated third place Shepherd and Golf at Shep Golf by one shot in a nail-biter. Uh, Tad Hill top red uh, fourth. They defeated Euroa, um to consolidate fourth spot. The fours now decided with Kai, Tat Hill Top Red and Shep Golf battling for the second double chance with East Shep runaway leaders on top. Division one, uh, I think Peter's playing in, in the midweek as well. Tat Hill Top moved to third with a resounding 33-shot demolition of Seymour, who were fourth and have now slipped to fifth and may miss final finals action. David Cartwright, Russell Locke, Dot Best and Rod Medill won by 20 shots over Eagles Browns rink to set up the victory. So you've got back in the four, Pete, after sort of um, are you playing Tuesdays? Yeah. Oh, I'm only affiliated on Tuesdays. Yeah. I, I played in the twos. Yeah, um, okay. On Tuesday. Yep. We didn't do any good. We um I had a day off. All right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um Tad Top have been sort of um stuck outside, but now they've got back in and it looks like Seymour who Brian would was sort of dominating most of their home games on the carpet could miss now. Certainly. Um, Shep Golf fourth were tested by bottom side Rushy, but they did win by eight shots, which um, was a good win there. Park Tan in second. Um, they beat second bottom Marupna Golf by 38 shots with Die Hands' rink winning by 29. Um, Faye Wheelhouse drew with Dennis Smythe to earn a point for Marupna Golf. Kybram stayed on top, courtesy of Mary Greco's 20-shot win against Park Gold. Uh, Jimmy Oliver picked up two points for Park Gold, who remain in a creditable fifth position given that that's their second Division One side and they have performed pretty consistently throughout the year, particularly in the second half of the year, Tyler. Yeah, they certainly have. And um, we've, we've touched on it before that often there's the yo-yo effect when you when you win a, a, a second division and, and go up and, and join another of your own club's teams in, in the top division that, um, you know, it's often the fact that you jump straight back down. But... They've certainly managed to avoid that this year and, uh, and you know, really made a good account of themselves. Um, they'll, they'll really want to finish off strongly, though. Uh, you know, 75 points from the season is very respectable. Um, one a third of their games. And uh, if they can, you know, sneak one more, they'll definitely finish six, which is, uh, which is a good, good spot. Well, um, on, on no doubt we're going to preview this weekend's rounds, the mid-weekend um, Saturday pennant. But um, the two park sides play each other this week. So that top four or five sides is tight. If uh, Park Gold can cause an upset against um, the Tan, that could really do their hopes of a double chance, um, a lot of havoc. Yeah, it, it, it certainly be, could. It'll be, a great, it'll be a great game, that. Well worth watching. On the carpet too. So everyone will know the surface. So I'll be interested to see how it goes. Right. Weekend pennant around 12, Saturday 6th of February. 
preview. Division 6, Rushworth 6 versus Park 4th in a vital match for both sides. If Park win, they should hold their position for the finals. Selection Park, Seymour 1st versus Ngambi 2nd in the match of the round. This is Seymour VRI, actually. VRI have locked in a top two position. If the Gamby lose, they will slip to third, miss a double chance, possibly. Selection VRI to win. Maripna Golf Last hosts Tat Hilltop third. And Tat Hilltop should win and move to second. Avalon will get the bye. Division five, Tat Hilltop blue eight first, Dookie ninth, and Tat Hilltop blue, blue to prevail. Kai seventh hosts top side Maripna Golf. And golf led by the Waken Shores will easily win. Tally second versus Stanhope fourth in another critical match. If Stanhope lose, they will slip out of the four. Selection tally. Yaroa fifth versus Colbo sixth. Match it around. Winner will most probably end of the four. Selection Yaroa at home. Uh, what have I done there? Colbo fifth, match it around. Winner will most probably end of the four. Yeah, that's what you said, bro. Yeah, I know, but I'm going <laughs> on here. Um, yeah, you're right. That's right, I'm right. I thought it was someone else. Excuse that little um, mistake there. Tad Hilltop, red third. I got the bite. Division four, the top two sides who are locked in to finish first and second clash at Kai, clash at Avenal, and Kai will slip to second after Avenal win. Tadil top fourth play Merrigan eighth and should finish off Merrigan's finals aspirations of a good win at home. Stan Ape third hosts East Shep Lime and Lime 20 points outside the four have to win to keep their faint finals hopes alive. However, Stan Ape will extinguish, extinguish that hope with a win. Yaroa six will stay in the finals race when they tackle Merch 10th at home and will win. Sorry about that, Merch. And Park 5th, another team pushing hard for finals action, will account for East Pink 11th at home on the grass. Seymour 7th travelled to Shep Golf last and will win to also stay in the finals race. Division 3, Marupna Golf 2nd, first tally 4th. Marupna, uh, match it around this is. It'll go down to the wire. My, um, my tip, Marupna Golf at home. Shep Golf fifth host Seymour top at home, and if they upset Seymour, will sneak back in the four if Tally loses. However, Seymour are a strong, even unit and will get the match points. Marupna seventh host Tad Hill top third, and Tad Hill top should have a big win. Dukey last face sixth, face Park who was sixth, a side that won by 57 shots on the grass last round. And Park on a high should notch another win. Division 2, Kai 3rd could be out of the four after facing top side Shep Golf, who will be smarting after their one-point loss to Tad Hilltop last round. Golf by 30 shots, 16-2. Rushworth 7th, host 6th place Park at home. Shep Park coming off a big win over Kai at home and will be confident they can do the job. But Rushy are a hard proposition at home whether they're on the grass or carpet. A loss will end Park season. Park 14-4 by 12 shots. Tad Hill top second versus Ngambi eighth. Ngambi nearly opened their account last round, going down by only five to Rushy at Ngambi. Tad Hill top are a big threat now for the pennant title and should get an 18-love result against Ngambi by 35 shots at home. Division one. Yep. Did you get my tips today, Tyler? No, I didn't, Brian, because you didn't send them in. <laughs> no, I, I, I sent them through on the um, sent a, on the phone, mate, SMS. No, huh. they didn't come through, mate. Oh, well. Oh, we'll, we'll get them now. Well, we'll go through now. Stan Ape 7th, play Park 4th, and you can come in here, Peter, for your um, tip in this. It's a danger game for Park. Absolutely. However, their finals place looks locked in, and a win here certifies it. I'm going for Park by 10 shots, 14-4 in a very competitive game. No, nah, that's what I had in the paper, mate. Uh, <laughs> I think uh, I think stand-up, uh, I, you, know, I, you know how I, horribly I'm going in the tips this season, so uh, I'll be pegging a few back this week with a few upsets, Brian, so stand-up for me. I'm going to go for Park. I, uh, I think it's going to be a lot closer than you think because uh, 
we played Stone Hope and just recently, and they have got some good talent there and up and coming bowlers. But I think it's a crucial game, and and Park will get through in a close one. Yeah, look, we um we have sort of struggled at Stanhope previously. The greens are usually running beautifully there, and grass quicker grass greens have tended to be our Achilles heel in recent seasons. I played a couple of years ago, and we were going really well at that point in the season, and we went over there and, and got rolled, and um, and they were far too good on the day. So, you know, we really need to adjust to their quicker greens. We didn't do that too well um, over at Euroa two weeks ago. Um, so it is a big game for us. There's, we've got plenty to play for. Just in, interesting, um, you know, Paul Warren's back this week from his calf injury. Um, Dennis Beck did a really good job skipping last week. Brian, what would you have done if you were a selector? Den, Dennis Beck's done nothing wrong in the skipper's role and his confidence is high. And Paul Warren, you know, is coming. Well, calf injury is pretty hard to, to bowl with. What, what would you have done? Well, I think Paul's chairman of selectors, so I would have brought him straight back in a skip <laughs> and put Dennis back back to third. Well, I think um, I think that's probably what happened, yeah. but um, it can be a hard one, can't it? Because you know, um, but bowls is a confidence game, and you have a good win, Pete, and you'd know that yep. as a skipper. Um, you sort of don't like to be chopped and changed. That's right, and particularly this time of year, coming into finals, that this is when you should be settling your teams down. Yep, and yeah, exactly. But it is a hard one, I guess. Um, he has skipped there all year, and, and Dennis probably was, you know, knew that he well, he's caught up on short notice, really. Um, and it was probably only going to be for one week. Sue, I just want to mention Sue Tyson came in and led in that rink, and did a fantastic job. I mean, they had an eight shot win, um, and you know she was the unlucky one squeezed out. But um, you know she's bowling in terrific form, and um, it's unfortunate when these sorts of things happen that you know usually the the last person in is the the first person out, but. Um, yeah, she did a great job last week, and I, th- I, th- I think we can get the job done. Yeah, well done, Sue, on um, your call up, and you did play well by all accounts. And First Saturday Division One game, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. Next game. Next game is we got Shepparton Golf playing Peter's side to Tura Hilltop. Shep Golf on top, Tad Hilltop third. Match of the round. Match of the round will be a finals prelude, but golf's form is impeccable. And they will take the game sixteen two by twenty shots. Okay, where where is it? Where is this one at? Golf. golf. It's at golf. Uh, yep. Have you been down there for a practice recently, Pete? No, but I've heard the golf. Um, me, me good mate Johnny Tucker has told me that uh, the greens are running really good out of golf at the moment. They are, yep. So they they should suit us. But uh, we know uh, the golf's the benchmarker. But I'm going to dob me old mate Gunnar Ryan in here because uh, if. Uh, had happened to beat golf, I'm going to put the, put on Gunnar Ryan to shut the, the whole team KFC. So the pressure's on, Gunnar. I reckon one more KFC mention and we'll get a sponsorship. Yeah, yeah. I know. We're Jeff. working on it. Well, uh, yeah, well that's, that's a big call. Um, Gunnar's got plenty of money, doesn't he, Pete? I'm sure that'd, he'd cover that it's, no drama. It's just getting it out of his pockets, Bob, but we'll work on it. Yeah, well, uh, I reckon if we if we see some moss flying around Tad Hilltop on Saturday, we'll know that um, maybe the boys have got up and, uh, and Gunnar's opened his wallet. So we certainly will. That's a good one, Ash. Um, for me, I think um, you know, it's hard to tip against golf, especially at home. Um, they have tinkered with their rinks um, slightly in the past couple of weeks, but I think they look fairly settled now. Um, Brad Orr's got Colin Power as his third, and um, Reese Newby swapped over into leading for, for Chris Ferguson, and um, Mac Truen's gone back to leading for Brad Orr, and I think that they'll probably pick and stick now. I did notice um, Jock Hastie's back in Division 2, and Graham Waddell, I think, has gone back up, so just a slight adjustment there, but generally, I think, from now, is when you see Shep Golf really start to settle their rings. And Tad top too, Pete, because um, can you talk a little bit about, there was a lot of adjustments being made week on week at the start of the season, obviously, a merged club, new players, and all that sort of thing. How long do you think it took to find? Yeah, it took a while, because we've we've come from two rivalry clubs. Yep. Uh, we've hated each other, and now we've got to play together. Yep. And... They've got to get to know us. We've got to get to know them. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's taken a while. Because um, the Boyds were, were both skipping at the start of the year and um, yes. now Brendan's playing third to Russell Locke and Nick's playing in a second second role and they've obviously adjusted really well to that. Really well. Exactly, that's right. Yeah, yeah. And Coach uh, Lee Farrell stepped up to skip for the first time this year last week as well, so just obviously a little tweak there. And had a win. Yeah. His first win, I believe, for a long time. So. 
<laughs> obviously, uh, is that, uh, you know, obviously Gary had a bit of uh, injury troubles earlier in the season. Is, is it a bit to do with that or at least just sort of, you know, still shuffling, yeah, still, sh- shuffling the magnets? Gary's still having a bit of problem with his injuries. But, yeah, and a bit of confidence when, you, when you're down a little bit, your confidence drops a little bit. Yep. But yeah, he'll be right. Gary will come back. He'll bounce back. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, I mean, I guess um, looking ahead at the fixture, I mean, um, you guys have got golf this week and it's a really good test to see where you're at leading into the finals. And that last round is going to be really mouth-watering because I think, well, if the top four stays the way it is, um, I know we play Tad Hilltop, Shep Park, and Tally plays golf. So you've got the f- potential top four playing each other in that last round, which will really show where everyone's at. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. The race for a double chance... Um, tally on 116, uh, two points back to Tad Hilltop, two points back to Shep Park. So, um, you know, even if, obviously, you know, I'll be tipping golf as well this week, but even if Tat do go down, it'll be pretty crucial to try and snare a rink, won't it, to Absolutely. try and get those two uh, points. Uh, yeah, yeah. Next match, we got East hosting Tally Garupna. Friday night lights, Brian. On Friday. Friday night, is it? Yep. Why wasn't I told? <laughs> There's been plenty of social media coverage about it, but obviously... It's um, in the paper tomorrow too, bro. Yeah. Um, East, East and Tally have been really strong advocates for the Friday night game, so great to see them having a crack. Crunch time for East. And this is out of the East, isn't it? Yeah, under, yeah. The, under the East carpet, yeah, yep. Yeah. Which yeah. will be uh, important because it's going to rain heavily again on Friday. Well, cause, because they played a Friday night game at Tally earlier on, so this it must be a reciprocal arrangement between well. the two, which is great. Yeah, Tully won that game very easily. They did. And I think they'll, on the true carpet out there, um, a lot of bowlers think it's a little bit on the slow side, but it's true, um, not a big draw. Mm. I think Tully's class, will the cream will come to the top. And I reckon East will be lucky to win a rink. I'll go 16-2, Tully by 30 shots. Pete? Yeah, I'll go Tully. Yeah, yeah look, it's, it's, it's interesting... Um, Tally's made a few changes this week um, to their rink combinations. Mark Ryan um, has got Kyle Pugh as his third now. Um, Brian Hogg's dropped down to second. Uh, Mitch Sidebottom's rink's largely the same with Joey Lear, Trevor Exton, Tyson Memmott. Matty Robertson's got a new third with Scott Adams um, going from Brett Gunning's rink to Robbo's rink. Damian Williams has come in. He's uh, um, from Benalla. He's spent most of the year in Division 3, but obviously played under Robbo at Benalla, and um, he's one that they've brought in a second to tr- potentially try and spark him up a bit. And Russ Orchard's gone over to lead for um, for Robbo. He was in Mark Ryan's ring. So they are starting to tinker a little bit. So Mick Hanna's now third to Brett Gunning. So they, Still he in or not? Um, ro- no sign of Rod Still. So I'm not sure whether... Um, whether it's a work thing or weekends are busy. So I'm not sure where they're going to squeeze him in. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, I mean, it's only a couple of rounds left to go and Tally's still finding their combinations, whether that is something that's going to hold them back or whether they've got a, an ace up their sleeve, I'm not sure. Um, just touching on East last week, um, that was the first time we'd had a look at them because we missed the first time we played it around with due to heat. Um, Jeff Beattie was... Really impressive to me. I played in that rink, and um, he he was much too good for us on the day. And Paul Truen played really well as a third. Um, they probably just probably just lacked maybe four to four to six good players to make them a really solid across the board. And we're probably a little bit in the same boat. We might we might lack maybe three three or four to take us to that next level. But um, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, East would probably be slightly disappointed given you know they brought in Brent Ryan as their coach. Jeff Beattie's done a really good job skipping, but they just probably need maybe a rink or four, four to six more players just to take them over the top. Yeah, um, I'll be tipping East uh, under the roof on the carpet Friday night this week. But um, yeah, I, I think they they've probably just fallen that touch short of where they wanted to be, and yep. obviously still mathematically can make finals with. Three wins, um, but I think it's certainly something about the, you know the the makeup just hasn't worked quite worked this year, and uh, mm. obviously a few have been out of form a bit. But um, yeah, I think they'll uh, they'll certainly um, it, they would have enjoyed 
Brent and, and Jeff coming in and they've yeah. certainly brought plenty to the club, so hopefully they can stick around for another season. Yeah, and like um and obviously Daniel's stepped back from coaching and he's you know, just playing bowls this year and he's skipped and you know, his his form's probably been a little bit indifferent to what we've expected in recent years. He's done done well in a lot of the um the state events and things like that, but um, you know, the Saturday pennant stuff, he hasn't probably got the results um that he that he's been looking for to support the likes of Beattie and Reiner and, and that sort of thing. And when you sort of sort of got two rings up, two rings down, it can be some sometimes you can win those games and sometimes you lose them, especially if you have a heavy loss on on one rink and um, yeah, but I think Tally will be too strong for them again on Friday. Yeah, and Ash Lawler, due to work commitments, yeah. hasn't had probably the no. the practice and that. I know Chris, I know Chris Johnson struggles to get the practice at least once a week. And uh, with these guys, if you mm. don't get out on the green, um, it's pretty hard to find when you're up against guys that are practicing twice a week, and mm. and um, you, you really puts pressure on you and. I thought Shane McIntosh, they could have persevered with him as a skip. Yep, yeah. Because he had a bit of success and he was very competitive in the games he lost. So Yeah, so he's, he was playing third to Brent Reiner last week and... Um yeah, I mean it's it's one of those things as you mentioned. If you if you you, you want to be knocking off the tallies and the and the golfs and that sort of thing, um, you really do need a solid and and consistent rinks across the board and without too many personnel changes week on week. Certainly, and in the final game, we've got Yaroa hosting Kai Abram. Yaroa um, last week had another upset when they knocked over Tally Grubner. Uh, this has added interest to this class with Yaroa's recent form, a big chance to avoid relegation, which um, didn't seem a proposition three weeks ago. We thought, oh, poor old Yaroa, they won't win a game. Yaroa to notch another scalp, in my opinion, 14-4 by eight shots. Pete? I'm actually going to go for Cobram in this one. Um but I, I, I don't think Kai's going to get it all their way because uh, I think Kenny Sutcliffe's been the best off-season with an arm. Yep. I, I'm expecting him to get up. But I, I reckon Kai, Kai for an upset. Yeah, well, it's obviously played at Yaroa and they do perform really well at home. Um, and, they, you know, they beat us at home two weeks ago, Shep Park. Um, but I, I think Kai, um, they've sort of got a little bit to prove, I think. They're, they started off the year really positively and they've sort of dropped away a little bit. And I think... Um, they'll have a bit of pride to play for this week, and I agree with Pete. I don't think they'll get it all their own way. I think it'll be a split of the rinks, 14-4, and um, I think it'll be sort of less than maybe 15 shots in it. I think Kai can get the job done. Uh, <coughs> you know, it's got to... Uh, Brian, turn your phone off. Stop coughing. <laughs> I'm not cutting any of it out, so just letting the people know that it is you that's uh, giving not, us all the background it's noise. It's not a smoker's cough. Uh, the, uh, yeah, I think Kai can get it done. Look... They've they've obviously um, not got a heap left to play for now. They've you know just math, math, just mathematically can make finals and just mathematically can get relegated. So they'll <laughs> they'll want to um, they want to get a, a win under the belt this week and and make sure of it that you know there's no nervous uh, matches the last two weeks. But what have they done with their sides? Is two red drops still skipping? We haven't seen them. Uh, I can't imagine so, but I haven't seen them specifically this week. Uh, we yep. did. Uh, Brian did skip over that game in the uh, in the review last week, I believe. But um, yeah, red drop went went down to Chris Ferguson thirty two twelve. So um, obviously struggled on the day, and uh, their their one running wink was again, which has been a pretty Rob consistent um, theme this year, is Rob George. And uh, Jockey McInnes, so twenty six twenty five over David Dawes, which was his first loss of the loss of the season. So um, yeah, look, it's the bombers for me. Uh, and I'm not just tipping them because I'm playing social bowls again out there tonight uh, after uh, winning both sets last week. So we're we're in good form. <laughs> where we where we're going to bring that up, Brian? And he's just gone off with it, you know, without prompting. You just head wobble. I said I'd uh, might consider filling in for him, but he said no, 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 not needed. Not needed. <laughs> we want a decent player going over skipping the two blokes I've got. So, no, it's, uh, it was good fun. Uh, it was good to have a bowl back in hand. It's been quite a while, so uh, we'll, we'll see how we go. And before we preview the midweek, midweek round 13, the second, the penultimate round, some news from the Golden Valley events. The men's fours was won by David Dawes. And he had Chris Ferguson third. 
Glenn Cartwright. Second. And Connor Truan. Truan. Connor Truan lead. They defeated John Stokes four. And he had three players from the victorious four side in Victoria. So it, the, so the it daggers. was a good result yeah. there. Wayne and Johnny Dagger and... Cole Power. Cole Power third. And in the ladies champion of champion. champion pairs, it was Jen... Jan Doherty and Elsie Gale from Rootna Golf defeated Maria Warner and Jeanette Overall, oh, yeah. my 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 loyal work colleague. I think it was uh, about 15, seventeen fifteen or something. Would that something be correct? It was a close yeah, final yeah, in yeah, the end. Very yeah. good game. Congratulations yeah. to the winners and, and commiserations to Jeanette and, and Maria. Well, I just want to mention that because um, Maria Warner had basically come back from she was up north or holidaying somewhere and arrived maybe the day before or the day that the champion of champions pairs started so she hadn't picked up a bowl for however long and her and Jeanette were just happy to sort of see how it went and they made it all the way to the final and were in the final right up until the end so fantastic effort for the for the hilltop ladies and congratulations to Elsie and, and Jan from Marupna Golf and Jason Carter's uh, made the uh, the final of the men's champion of champions champion champions yep yep I'll, so. shout, I'll shout him some KFC if he wins it. Um, <laughs> and he's he's he, got to play Brett, Brett Gunning. Yes, yep. who's been in good singles form this season, obviously. He's, so he's been brilliant. Um, the, uh, that'll be the, the final played on Feb 14. And uh, a little bit of other news across the district. Uh, Moama's locked in the Ultimate Bowls Championship hosting for the next uh, five years, I think it was, till 2025, I believe it was, that they'll host it um, You know, four or five times across that that um, that stretch, and uh, I, I do know that there's a new franchise this year, the Darwin Cyclones, and uh, I, I do. You know, got a vested interest I, I in this one, Tyler. I do know the, the team owner in uh, one Alan Marr, so uh, I might have to get across to the uh, <laughs> dad, yeah. the, uh, the the bowls uh, ultimate bowls championship over at Moama when it comes down. So you get uh, a game. No, I might not sneak in. Uh, Is that your dad? Yes. Yeah. Uh, yes. So. Uh, that he started up a, an Ultimate Bowls franchise, so uh, watch out for the Cyclones. Did Lee Farrell and Jock Hicks get an opportunity to play? Uh, no, right um, there, but I'm reckon. sure they'll be uh, out at Moama watching when they come down because there was a few of their mates in it. So, um, no, it's it's, uh, it's good to see uh, something, a concept like that continue to sort of take off and um, continue to go well. Awesome. Um, yeah. uh, j- sorry, just quickly on the, the champion of champions, um, Jason Carter in the final, you great mate. Am I right in saying you made a run in the champion of champions? One, did you make a final or a semi? Yeah, I made uh, made the semi. Yep. Yeah, yeah there was uh, year I made it. Um, Would have been I, stiff competition. Yeah, but. I played Rhino. Rhino won it, I think. Yeah, and uh, jockey from Kai McInnes. Yeah, yeah and. Luke Spargo, I think. Oh, yeah, one of the last four. Yeah, yeah yep. Yeah. So it's um, it's a, it's. I reckon it's one of the great concepts in sports. Really, you know, you win your club championship, and then they put all the champions together and see who's the who's the and best of the best. Some good bowling in it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it's certainly not something you see in uh, other sports too. It's, no, it's pretty unique to to bowl. No, yeah. like they don't sort of put all the the best um, premiership sides in country footy together and 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 have them play off for the best premier or whatever. Yeah, it's else. just so, a, a singles version of the uh, the um, the cup, the FFA Cup or something like that. Maybe that's it's sort of that's the, uh, the thing I can think of that's a bit similar. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Well, like you have your Golden Valley singles, which can be anyone. Yep. But these are the actual champions. That, that's right. Yeah. There's only one way to get in it. Yeah, yeah you got to win a championship. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, well, we should get right in amongst all the um, should be right for interviews from the Northern Territory players up there and get in the corporate box and oh, possibly, yeah. yeah I'd say we get well looked after. Yeah, we might have to get Alan on the show. Oh, I'm sure after the Jack can so uh, <laughs> head up to Moama and, and have a look. And yeah. Ashley mentioned Damien Williams getting his first game. You know whose son he is, Mel but, Williams. Is it really? Yeah, Mel Williams from Coabram. He's not. I thought you would. He is. He's Mel Williams' son. Is he really? Damien Williams. He lived out of Katandra West with Mel for some time, or Mel lived in his caravan or whatever. Oh, well, congratulations, yeah, Damien. congratulations to Damien. He's got some good pedigree there, so he'll do, a do, uh, he'll do the job, and he's a, he's, um, a fine gentleman. Rightio, we'll get into our midweek preview, round 13, February 9, Division 5. Avenal 6th and Colburn Avenue 5th can still make the finals uh, mathematically, but a win today is a must. Avenal to win 
uh, in this game. Marupna Golf last host Kai Abram fourth, and Kai um, won't want to take them lightly. You're tipping Kai 12-2, Brian. Seymour bottom versus Rushworth seventh. Uh, you're going for a Seymour win. Katandra West second versus top place Dookie. Match of the round, Dookie by four shots. Division four, Park Rose third versus Plum sixth. You're going for Park Rose to consolidate their spot in the four. Eshep Blue seventh versus Merrigan second. Merrigan will be too strong. Tat Hilltop fourth versus East Green last. Um, so you're going for Tat Hilltop there. Merch fifth versus Nagambi first. Merch is one point, um, and they really need a win to try and jump into the four. Um, and it was a close game last time they met, but this time you're going for Nagambi a bit more comfortably. Division three, Kybram fifth versus Marupna sixth. Uh, crucial clash. Whoever wins will still remain in the finals race, uh, and you're going for Kai. Yaroa seventh versus Stanhope third. Stanhope will be too strong. East Shepparton fourth versus Marupna Golf second. East are hanging into the four by one point. And a loss will see them slip out, and you're going for Marupna Golf to push East out of the four. Shepparton Park, the runaway leaders, uh, they've only lost one match for the year and will beat Shepparton Golf comfortably, who are bottom of the ladder. Division two, Shepparton Golf third versus Seymour eighth. Shep Golf to have a big victory there, um, and they're striving to get the double chance. So East Shepparton's 168 points, but then we've got Kai 117, Shep Golf 117, Tat Hilltop Red. 109, so it's still up for grabs there. Avenal fifth versus East top. Avenal's playing for pride. Um, they're hard to beat at home, but East coming off an 80-odd shot win last week should be too strong. Tat Hilltop Blue seventh versus Tat Hilltop Red in the derby. Red to win by a big margin. There's quite a gap between those two sides. Uroa sixth versus Kai second. Uh, you're going for Kai Abram. Um, Kyabram and Shep Golf are level on points So yeah, Kai needs to really win that one To stay in the hunt for second Midweek Division 1, penultimate round The final four positions can all change In the last two rounds And we've got a blockbuster Kyabram first versus Hilltop fourth Hilltop's been building each week um, Their rinks have changed a little bit um, They've got some quality players in there Cart- David Cartwright, Russell Locke Gary Russell's been playing, Lee Farrell. Um, so Jock Hicks. Jock Hicks as well. Louise Hicks is in there. Um, so you're, you're tipping them to be too strong for Kai Abram and even though Kai's on top of the ladder, Brian. Yeah, I think uh, Hilltop side, if you look through the teams, with Cartwright and Lock, Skipper and third, um, that ring should, go, should have a comfortable win, whoever they play. And he's playing, David's playing against his old team and he's got his, I don't know whether Olivia and them will be in the side because they've got school. School, yep. School, that get priority. But still, I, I still with Jock Hicks playing and uh, Gary Russell, um, just got a bit more firepower than uh, Kai and they will defeat them, I believe. Peter, you confident your your mob? I am. Yep, yep. yeah, yep. yep. Um, look, and, you know, um, as we said, the ladder positions could change. Tad Hilltop could end up first by the end of the last couple of rounds, you know, the way that they've peaked at the right time of the year and they've really got their combinations um, spot on at the moment. The the derby between Shepparton Park Gold and Shepparton Park Tan, as we mentioned, this one, you know, um, Park Tan can still get a top two spot. So this is a really important game for them. Shepparton Park Gold, not to be underestimated the way that they've performed in recent weeks. Had maybe had a fraction of a downer against Kybram um, Tuesday just gone. Um, they might have expected to be a little bit more competitive. Brian, you're going for Park Tan in a close one, and I tend to agree with you. Um, I think Paul Warren will be back skipping one of the rinks, and Dennis Smythe will drop back down to third. So um, that might give them a, a, the boost that they need to just sneak over the line. Tyler? Yeah, I certainly agree. I mean, there's a bit more on the line for Tan. Uh, if they lose, they can still miss the finals, so... Um, with you know Seymour playing Rushworth this week, um, you'd expect them to to come home with a wet sail after losing a couple, and they've obviously got Marupna Golf last. So Seymour's still not out of it, even though they're um, nine points or eleven points back um, from fourth, uh, and currently twenty one points back from from Tan in second. So uh, Tan will certainly 
make sure they get the job done this week. Uh, it won't be all rinks, I don't believe, but uh, should get the job done. Pete? Yeah, I totally agree. The I reckon too much on stake for 10. I want, yeah, I want the points. Yep. And uh, next we've got Rushworth versus Seymour at Rushworth. Big game for Seymour because they've now fallen 11 points outside the four and probably need two of the three rinks to sort of get back on track and push back into the four. Brian, you think they'll achieve it. Um, I'm not as confident, you know. They've sort of maybe maybe started to show their their vulnerability the past couple of weeks. Um, this one's at Rushworth, and they're always a, a slightly better at home. Gene Sprague's in good form. Well, as Rush, always. you haven't won a game. And what did we say about Yarrower a few weeks back? Mm. They're, you'd think they'd win one game, particularly at home, wouldn't you? Yep, and this could be but, it. But, yeah, it could be. But though I believe Seymour have got a lot to play for. And whether it's on that, they may play Seymour on the grass, who knows? But I think it'll be on the carpet and I think Seymour will get the job done. Well, Seymour's quality's there. I mean, they've got Robbie Baldwin, Max Hammond, um, you know, Ian, Ian Eichfuss, you know, they've they've been really consistent throughout the year. Dot Dillon, Wilmer Atkins, those types. Um, I'll give them the edge just, but, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if maybe Rushworth won two rings and Seymour won the other one big to get over the line. Yeah, Seymour for mine. I think Maxie Hammond just took out the Central Bowls Division uh, champion and champion singles too. So uh, they've uh, they're got plenty of talent and I think they'll get the job done. Uh, as we said with the, the Park game, there's just a bit more on the line. Yeah, I'll go Seymour. I think um, this will depend on who gets away to a good start, really, because we know the carpet changes at, at Rushworth. Seymour's carpet's pretty heavy, as Gary Russell will tell you. And um, <laughs> so I think if... if Seymour will get away to a good start before the green speeds up. They'll, they'll get over line. Awesome. And our last game is Marupna Golf hosting Shepparton and Golf. Uh, Marupna Golf second bottom um, has been battling for form, consistent form, probably since maybe a month or so into the season. Shep Golf sort of uh, just continuing on there. On their merry way, they've sort of just been going along nicely, and this is a time of year where you know that they're going to be really looking to peak, and I think they'll be too strong for them at Marupna Golf. Yeah, Shep Golf for mine. Yeah, Shep Golf. Uh, Marupna Golf are just well, they're probably the worst performing team at the moment. I mean, you look. I think they lost six or seven on the trot. Yeah, after after starting with their they first won two their or three. First three. Yeah, so they lost seven in a row. It's hardly form that um, hardly to form the. You'd um, back them to win a match, yeah, no, not Shep- particularly against golf. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Shep Golf's too professional. They'll, um, they know they, they know this is a business end. Yep. They know when to step up. And that's, that, that's our midweek pennant preview for the penultimate round this coming Tuesday. And I imagine that uh, just about wraps up after the Jack for another week. It uh, does. Thanks yeah. very much for joining us, Brian. Thank you. And I'd like to especially thank Peter for coming on as our guest. Yep, absolutely. Thanks Ash, for having Peter. Ash for his great input again, and you too, Tyler. It's oh, you, you don't have to thank me, Brian. I live here, so uh. <laughs> oh, no, you've got a sleeping bag here under the desk. So just one. Did, did somebody say KFC? <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 hey. uh, th- thanks very much, Pete. <laughs> another one for you, Jason. <laughs> um, yeah, look, I, I just want to thank you guys because you guys do a, such a great job for the GV Bowls in this area on the radio and your podcast. And well done, guys. Keep it going. Uh, much thanks appreciated. very much, Peter. And thanks very much, of course, to our listeners uh, and our sponsors, the Shepherd and Bowls Shop. But uh, our listeners, uh, hopefully you've enjoyed this show and uh, we'll speak to you again next week. After the Jack is brought to you by the Shepherd and Bowl Shop. For all your lawn bowling needs, visit Lee and Chantel Wakenshaw at 101 Fry Street, Shepparton or phone 5821-1556. That was After the Jack, a McPherson Media Group production.